A Dream Within a Dream by Edgar Allan Poe. Take this kiss upon the brow, and, in parting from you now, thus much let me avow. You are not wrong, who deem that my days have been a dream. Yet if hope has flown away, in a night or in a day, in a vision or in none, is it therefore the less gone? All that we see or seem is but a dream within a dream. I stand amid the roar of a surf-tormented shore, and I hold within my hand grains of the golden sand. Oh, how few! Yet how they creep through my fingers to the deep. While I weep, while I weep, oh God, can I not grasp them with a tighter clasp? O oh God, can I not save one from the pitiless wave? Is all that we see or seem but a dream within a dream? This poem, well, it really beautifully captures the fleeting nature of existence and the constant sense of slipping away. It contemplates the nature of reality, asking if everything we experience is merely a dream within a dream. Poe's words evoke a sense of longing, questioning the boundaries between dreams and reality. On today's podcast, I share about the time, well, I share about the time I daydreamed walked straight into the middle of the Syrian Social Nationalist Party in Beirut. Welcome to the It Just Is podcast. I am your host, Michael Smalley. And before I share this unbelievably true story, I want to remind you, head on over to smalleyinstitute.com where you can become a member of the podcast, or you can even upgrade that experience to the VIP membership where you actually get monthly live one-on-one -on -one private coaching with me. But as a member, you get to tune in daily as I record this podcast, and then we have a live Q&A with daily coaching immediately following the program recording. The Pearl of Wisdom for the day, and by the way, I totally forgot to mention, you can become a member at smalleyinstitute.com. That's S-M-A-L-L-E-Y institute.com. The pearl of wisdom for the day. Look, keep it simple, stupid. So today I thought I'd finally, well, I don't know. Seems like maybe I've mentioned or hinted to this experience I had. But if you are unawares, I, my marriage officially came to an end in May of 2023 and I have not gotten into any of the details. I probably won't ever get into the details because that is uh, complicated. But obviously heartbreaking. My brother asked me in April or March or some point early in this year, what are you going to do for self-care? And I basically was like, man, I'm, I, I got to get out of the country. I need to be around people that are far less, who are suffering far more than I'm suffering. 
And so an opportunity arose that allowed me to move to southern Lebanon, which I did so in April. So you might be going, well, how in the world is moving to a terrorist-controlled, anti-Christian area as a missionary a good self-care move? Well, it is because, one, I had the opportunity, but more importantly, as I prayed and meditated about all of it, I knew the Lord was saying, yep, that's where I want you to head. So I was like, all right, I'm heading there. And so I actually lived there for three months, and eventually by the end of July, early August, I had to flee. I had to get out of there because clearly the war was coming, and it was a crazy area. And I loved every minute of it. The Lord taught me a tremendous amount. You know, one of my chief signature sins has been passivity and timidity, which I know sounds, oh, gee, how horrible, but it is totally destructive. It really is. And so I know the Lord thought, yeah, there's still a lot of that passivity and timidity residue in your life. So I'm going to send you to uh, Southern Lebanon uh, in the middle, literally of Hezbollah, a terrorist organization that you are very well aware of now, if you're paying any attention to the news to, uh, kind of beat that passivity and timidity out of you because you cannot, I, you know, one of the things I got to do as a missionary down in Southern Lebanon was drive. And I did a ton of driving for people in the ministry I was serving with. And, oh my Lord, you cannot be passive or timid and drive around, (laughs) around Lebanon to say the least. But one of the things was, uh, oh, I don't know. My gosh, I think it was sometime around June. I was in Beirut for a conference hosted by Horizons International, which was an amazing time. But before I took a couple of days, I booked a room at a really cool hotel that's on the Mediterranean Sea in Beirut, right smack dab in downtown. Well, like on the outskirts of downtown. And as I am capable of doing. I, you know, was feeling down. I was feeling discouraged about my life and my, I, 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 you know, I was walking around. I was trying to find probably some diet Pepsi and something to eat. And as I was walking around, I will, I don't know if you're anything like me, my personality, my ADD, I dream walk a lot where I might be walking around I look totally awake, but I am far, far away because I'm daydreaming and I'm thinking, and this may have been less daydreaming as it was ruminating, but I got a little bit sad, a little bit lost in, in my, you know, the failure of my marriage and the divorce and just sad about it and just got lost, completely lost in my thoughts. I got so lost in my thoughts that as I was foolishly day walking around Beirut, which is not wise because you can get run over by a car at any moment, and they have terrorist networks and cells. And one of the weird things about Beirut that I learned is these terrorist organizations and the one that I got, that I encountered 
is literally called the Syrian Social Nationalist Party. Well, they'll, it's like they take over a block. And so they'll put barricades at, at both entrances on the street, right, on either side of the block. And they'll have a gate. They have like an arm, you know, like not like a sophisticated thing. But then they'll have a bunch of these concrete barrier things that almost look like uh, not Apple Jacks, the cereal, but the Jacks, the game that you play. I don't know why I have such a hard time describing this, but they're huge and they're to prevent, obviously, vehicles and different things just from entering in. But you can, as I've discovered, easily walk around them if you're day walking. So I was completely and totally lost in thought. And I was I was not present, even though I was walking around. And I and I'm telling you, I am not I am not even exaggerating a single detail of this experience. So as I'm day walking, all of a sudden, kind of in the, out of the corner of my vision, I see this really weird flag. It's black, and in the middle of it, it's got this thing that sort of looks like a Chinese ninja throwing star, kind of. It's red, smack dab in the middle of it, and that was sort of the first visual icon that started slowly well, slowly and quickly pulling me out of my day walking. And, and I remember just thinking, what an odd looking flag. I've never seen that flag before. And so I kind of noticed the flag. And then the very next thing I notice is, as I kind of start looking now more down on the ground around me, I'm like, what are these things? This is weird. What are these concrete barriers doing on the street? And as I'm looking at those, I'm really starting to come out of my day walking moment. And as I'm looking at these concrete, that is so strange. And where have I ended up? And this happens to me, by the way, scarily, shockingly, weirdly. I, I can be driving at times where I will get into this day driving kind of a thing where I, it's like I, I, I've I've since learned that some of it is from some of the trauma that I've gone through in my life, which has been extensive, and and I'll do. It's like I black out. It's like I I get so lost in thought or whatever that the next thing you know, I've missed my turn off on a freeway by ten minutes, and this was kind of like one of those experiences. So now I'm looking down. At the ground, I see these barriers, and they're kind of plopped all over in sort of a messy, non-organized kind of way. And I'm like, what in the world? What are these barriers for? And then my gaze slowly goes up right in front of me. And I I mean, 10 to 15 feet in front of me is a, is a Syrian social nationalist party terrorist with an AK-47 pointed right at my head. And I'm just staring at him. Now I'm fully out of my day walking. Funny enough, I went from a day walking experience right smack dab into a nightmare. And, and I'm just looking, and now I'm like, oh, crap. I didn't actually say crap. I literally said the other word for it. I was like, oh, ship. 
And I'm looking now right at a guy who's got his AK-47 pointed at my head. And if you could, if you could only see the expression on this dude's face, he, it's like, he's, he's like, what are you doing? Cause clearly I'm an American. Clearly I have now walked myself into the middle of their terrorist encampment in downtown Beirut. And he's just, he's in disbelief. Now I'm in disbelief and I'm thinking, I have no idea what to do. And, and, the, the, the first thing that popped into my head was what George Husney told me to do, which was kind of my whole campaign as a missionary in Southern Lebanon was just say hi. That was my entire existence was be friendly, be kind, be sociable, just say hi. So I thought, well, at this point, I probably have nothing left to lose. So I just looked at him after I cussed and I just went, hey, go with hi. And I kind of waved haphazardly and awkwardly and slowly with my hands sort of up going, hey. And he's just looking at me. I'm like, I hope you speak English, which most Lebanese and while well, he may have obviously been Syrian, but a lot of people speak English. And I was like, man, I am so sorry. I have no idea how I walked in here. How did I get past their little arm gate thing and. How did I get past the initial guards? I mean, I think everybody must have been in shock that this idiot was just wandering into their terrorist encampment. And so as I looked at him, I just went, hi. And he just looked in total shock and disbelief, like, what in the blank are you doing here, dude? Like, you're dead. And I just thought, oh, my gosh. And, and so I, I, you know, I didn't know what to do. So I, you know, I just, I got even friendlier. I was like, look, I can't explain how I have somehow walked. And I probably was a solid 20, 30 yards into their, their blockaded block area. So like I am well into the middle of this area that I am not clearly not supposed to be in. I'm like, man, I don't know how I got here. And I, I figured the nuance of trying to describe daydream walking or day walking, whatever you want to call it, was going to get lost in translation somehow. And I went, so like, what are we going to do here? I went, do you want me just to kind of keep walking, you know, to the other side and exit out that? Or should I just kind of walk backwards? And I, I really had no idea what to do. And eventually the guy, I think, just saw the humor and the stupidity in the in the moment. And he just kind of waved me on. He was like, just get out of here. I went, all right, I'm out of here. And so I left. I literally, he, he lowered his gun and he waved me on. And I just figured, just keep walking straight. Don't stop. I had to pass a few more guys with their guns. Everyone with the same look on their face, like you are the dumbest American we have ever experienced, which is, you know, pretty par for the course in my life. And somehow, which it had to be just a miracle of God, I walked out of that. I ended up calling my daughter as I was walking back to my hotel now with my heart racing and 
started sharing that experience with her when she was like, come on, dad, you cannot be in Southern Lebanon and day walk. Clearly, obviously, I learned that, but it actually didn't prevent other really stupid moments that I will share as they come back to my memory and as it feels appropriate. But do you know what's interesting is it got me thinking about my daydreaming activities. Now that one, again, you might be able to argue was ruminating, but the daydreaming can actually serve several really cool psychological benefits. So daydreaming can be, if it's, if it's in a form of mental relaxation or escapism, it allows your mind to wander freely and explore creative ideas. So, it, it, you know, it's like with everything in life. Anything and everything, including daywalking, can be good or bad. It, it typically comes down to balance. You, you just don't want to get too extreme in either direction. And so on the healthy side, daydreaming can help you get more creative. It helps your mind wander. It gives you energy. It can enhance your problem-solving skills. It, it really encourages you to think outside of the box and to be able to consider different perspectives. Additionally, it can boost your mood, so it can take you from a negative mood into a more positive mood. It can boost your overall well-being. And, and it does this by evoking those positive emotions. And usually my day walking is me in some sort of a comic book hero thing, saving the universe from evil, which does boost my positive emotions. It can increase that sense of fulfillment and joy. So the next time you catch yourself daydreaming, embrace it. Let your imagination take you on a delightful journey. However, there are always consequences of daydreaming. Like, for example, you might find yourself smack dab in the middle of a terrorist cell in downtown Beirut, which, by the way, I saw that flag on some Fox News or some kind of news coverage of the war stuff happening right now in Gaza. They happen to be in Gaza as well. But if, you, if, if your daydreaming becomes excessive, which this is really where I've gotten in trouble in the past, right, is when it starts interfering with your daily tasks and your responsibilities, your work, and it starts causing, you know, decreased productivity, right? Where now I'm not be if you start daydreaming too much, which is what I definitely tend to do, your, pro your productivity is decreasing. You're having difficulty staying focused. It can hinder your ability to communicate with a spouse, with your kids, with whoever, because you're not present. And your social interactions with people can begin to suffer. Excessive daydreaming can make it challenging to fully engage in conversations or be present in the moment, which a big part of being satisfied in life, and Jesus tells us this over and over and over and over and over and over again, is be present, be in the moment. Usually the present moment is not quite as bad 
as whatever you've just encountered or experienced or whatever you might be freaking out about that's ahead of you in the future. A part of being mentally healthy, part of being dissatisfied on a regular, consistent basis is, is simply living in the moment and obviously daydreaming can take you right out of that. And for me, daydreaming is had become and has become and probably will become again a crutch for escaping pain. So you just, you don't want to deal with what's happening in your life right now, which is never a good choice. And so you may choose to escape by living in those daydreaming moments. And kind of like I said earlier, I you could probably make a pretty strong argument. Was I daydreaming or was I just ruminating about the pain that I was going through and the pain that I was feeling from, from May? Yeah, probably was. And for some individuals, excessive daydreaming may be a symptom of, you know, real problematic psychological conditions. There's actually a disorder called maladaptive daydreaming, which I am going to do a little more searching because I hadn't seen that term. But in my research for today's show, I came across maladaptive daydreaming disorder. I was like, dadgummit, it's another stinking disorder I might be able to add to my long list of dysfunctions. So here's what's important. It's important to strike a balance between letting your imagination wander and staying grounded in reality. If you feel that daydreaming is negatively impacting your daily life, uh, por ejemplo, walking into a terrorist camp encampment, it might be helpful to get some help and to get some guidance from a healthcare professional, from a pastor, from a mentor. You just don't want anything in your life that becomes out of balance, you want to deal with it. Don't avoid it. Don't ignore it because that's only kicking the can down the road is only going to make it even worse. In life, as a general rule of thumb, lean into the pain and deal with it. And remember, if you're a fan of the It Just Is podcast, and if you want to take your personal growth to the next level, become a member now. You can support the show and you can take your personal growth to the next level with live daily coaching with me. You can find out all the information you could ever want at smalleyinstitute.com. God, grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, the courage to change the things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Your will not ours, be done. And remember, keep listening, because it works if you work it.